Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, uh, more weather updates and more fishing reports coming your way for the next hour. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Uh, Programming note, in about three weeks, we will be celebrating on this program 30 years of being on the air. July 1989 is when it all started. Well, I did radio shows before that, but uh, not on the network level, and it's been going on, and it's certainly been a lot of fun. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, Without you listeners, we would have no show. Without sponsors, we'd have no show. So please take care of them, too. All right, we got another few text messages in here. The Lafayette Yacker says the weather in Acadiana is dry, but they got some light fog. He don't think it can rain anymore, but the magic guys say they got more coming. Uh, He's trying to recover from last week's weather at Grand Isle. Yeah, I believe he was involved in the Paddlepalooza. And, boy, it was a Weatherpalooza situation. We're going to talk to... Uh, Eric Mahabarak, uh, Captain Quint Paddler report in just a few minutes. Uh, this is from uh, Ann, the Texas, uh, not Texas, the, the tomato lady. She's off to Covington. You can see her there at the Covington Farmer's Market. Uh, two Sundays in a row had great crabbing trips in the back of Point of Shen, and uh, the fishing in North Louisiana was canceled. Yeah, it's kind of a take-a-mom fishing weekend if you can find a place. All right, uh, here's one uh, Tuesday. They're taking a brand-new Hobie Outback uh, to the PAC, Point of Shen, for trout, or they might head to Lake Verrett for bass and brim. Uh, great choices you got to make there. And I got some Tex- uh, Texas listeners sending in uh, messages about that uh, stocking program they have in the hatcheries of Texas for flounder. Thank you all for Bringing me up to date on that, uh, Cody says, if, I, if you could fish for one kind of fish, what would it be? I have to think about that one, Cody. Maybe we'll make that one of our opinion poll questions on the website. Thanks for bringing that up. It's a tough decision. And uh, checking in from Alabama, we have the backstrap stacker. Uh, baiting where he's been hunting for 40-plus years has been a necessity for years. Every gas station, grocery store you see has sold 50-pound sacks of corn for years. The bill finally makes it legal. And now there's no need to worry about Mr. Greenpants. Uh, he supports the new law, and that's the bill that allows uh, if you buy a $15 for resident, $51 for non-resident baiting permit, uh, you can bait uh, with corn for wildlife, including pigs and uh, hogs. Uh, here's one, a big hello from Fairhope. You'll need to come over this way. Yeah, Hey, Chris, good to hear from you. Chris Riley, who, by the way, is featured uh, on this week's Bayou Wild TV show. Check him out. He and his service dog, Tanya, is listening. Uh, my dog, uh, Smokey and Gracie, are sleeping, but uh, they're here anyway with me. Uh, here we go. Uh, we also on uh, Bayou Wild preview in the show, we got uh, my Louisiana and turkey hunt combination. A great trip we made up to Kansas. You can see some action there. And we got a great uh, cooking recipe, shrimp jambalaya with a red jambalaya, which you don't see very often. really make you hungry. That's Bayou Wild TV. You can catch it on Cox Sports TV. It airs on WUPL in New Orleans, WBRZ in Baton Rouge. It's on YouTube, Etel, Vision, and I think I covered all the systems there. Here's one that says, uh, first trip, taking both boys to do some red fishing in Leeville. Wyatt's 12 and little Lukey's first trip. He's six years old. Going to use those famous cockahoes from Terry's live bait shop. Well, good luck to little Lukey and Wyatt and uh First trip for six-year-old, he's going to be hooked. You know, catch him on those big reds. He's he's like the rest of us. He'll be doing it for years. Uh, here's a, an Alabama listener that says uh, flounder gigging. They do have it, but it's a season early in the spring. And uh, we got some more text coming in. Thanks to, to Mark uh, for listening to us in Baton Rouge. All right, I uh, want to mention this uh, Baywatch boat ramp is going to be temporarily closed 
Alabama Marine Resources is going to close that. It's a pretty popular launch, a Baywatch boat ramp. They're going to close it Monday beginning at 7 a.m. That's the one that's right next to the Highway 98 bridge at the mouth of Fish River. It's in Baldwin County. During the closure, uh, the, the fishing, the fing, finger pier for the launch ramps is going to be replaced. And the construction is expected to go on for about two weeks, uh, weather permitting. And doing those repairs, the viewpoint boat ramp, which is at the southern end of Baldwin County Road, that will remain open for local access if you want to get into the Fish River and some of those areas there. So that's some more Alabama news coming in for you Alabama listeners and those of you who like to go to Alabama to fish and hunt. And speaking of that, if you didn't hear, we uh, broke, well, not broke, I mean, it's been out, but a lot of people didn't hear about it. Alabama has changed its limits on speckled trout and flounder. Uh, They're going to go from a 15 to 22-inch slot limit. You can keep one over the 22-inch size for speckled trout, and they're reducing the bag limit from 10 to 6. Flounder, 10-fish bag limit is going to half 5, and the minimum size increased from 12 to 14 inches. And now a bait privilege license is what they're calling it. You can pay $15 for individual hunters at a residence, $51 for non-residents. It's available where the licenses are sold. And uh, somebody said it's going to be a big moneymaker. Well, it is. There's a lot of deer hunters in Alabama. And I can uh, agree with that one text of the backstrap stacker that uh, there's a lot of places where you actually you almost need to, to do that debate because of the, type, the nature of the terrain, maybe the size of the lease and, and the nature of it, the habitat. It's just not everybody is fortunate enough to hunt in places where you can find trails and, 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 and actually move around. A lot of clubs, you're limited to very small areas, and if you happen to have nothing but a pine thicket and very little food and places where deer would, would normally be able to be tracked and scouted, uh, you need something else and a little help. And, I, and again, this is some, one of those laws, if a club doesn't like it, you don't have to do it. It's not making you do it. But I will tell you this, if you've got neighboring lease and they're putting bait out and corn, uh, you're going to notice a big difference in your deer movement on your land. All right, coming back after this, it's time for the Peddler's Report. That doesn't sound right. I like paddlers. Peddlers sound like somebody in a a, a kayak selling bananas or something. (laughs) We call him Captain Quint. Eric Mahabarak up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, let's wonder what uh, Captain Mike Gallo's up to on this Mother's Day weekend. His report is brought to you by CETO. You know him. CETO offers you fuel drops wherever you need it, whenever you need it. Uh, Tow-ins 24-7, jump start you. Peace of mind knowing that rescue is just a call away. And if you ever talk to anyone who has ever needed to use CETO services, they will tell you they certainly get their money's worth for 179 bucks a year. You can become a member. Call Captain Chris, 504 301-4545 301-4545 or sign up online at com. Captain Mike, has the weather moved out of your area there, and what are your plans? It looks like that persistent storm over Breton and Biloxi Marsh is kind of hanging in there for a while. Yeah, we we made a decision yesterday to cancel today's fishing trips uh, due to not only the weather. One of the things I explained to my clients is that a lot of times you have bad weather two or three days prior to your trip, but your trip is actually good weather, yet the damage is already done by churning up the water and getting it real dirty. And since we've been uh, making the majority of our trips in the marsh chasing redfish, they just decided to kick the can down the road and hope for better weather, so they're going to reschedule. 
Yeah, well, that's probably a wiser thing to do if you can. Um, have you had a problem in, in getting customers adjusted uh, to, to, to kind of forego speckled trout fishing for a while until all this high river stuff uh, straightens itself out and we get back to a m- more normal pattern and, and target the reds and the bass and uh, the drum and flounder and stuff? Exactly. One of my clients for today was a diehard trout fisherman. And when I told him, you know, trout's kind of off the menu at the moment, and he's like, well, I'll just move down into the fall of the year. What do you got in the fall? And we moved his date. But most of my clients have been very happy uh, being able to run over to the Biloxi Marsh and pursue redfish. So it hasn't been uh, in a big effect on me yet. Although it's interesting you say that, I got two emails and a voicemail about the new spillway opening and what can we do. And um, my reply to them was that speckled trout is probably going to be off the menu for several months. Yet there's many other species in the area that we can target, obviously redfish, bass, drum, sheephead, flounder, hadn't seen many of them, but have caught a few this year. There's freshwater catfish. So there's still quite a few fish in the area that are not spawning and not needing a higher salinity and staying in the local area. Just takes a little work. and It's kind of old-fashioned fishing the way I think of it. You go to a bayou, use your depth finder, usually in the turn of a bayou or where two bayous intersect, there's a deep hole. And that's what I've been doing, concentrating on the deep holes, live shrimp on the bottom. Sometimes I get some dead shrimp and chum. I pinch the heads off and throw the heads in the water, and it might take you 30 minutes. But before you know it, the black drums show up. You get some sheep heads showing up, and you, you can put a mixed box together in the local area. It's not as bad as what it looks like. I do realize that most people in Louisiana prefer catching speckled trout and that's just going to be something that's off the menu for unless you have the equipment to run to the outer edges of the marsh or you have perfect weather to be able to go to the edges of the marsh. It's just going to be tough for a while. And as far as the local area, I would say October's on its way and the trout will make their way back over this way when the spawn is over. And until then, uh, be satisfied with other species. Yeah, there's plenty of other species there. All the species that I mentioned, they're really good fish, good table fare, fairly plentiful. Um, Now, like I said, if you're a hardcore speckled trout fisherman, that's going to be difficult to to catch any size and any numbers unless you make the run out to the edges of the marsh, the islands out that way. Yep. Well, Mike, thanks for the report, as always. And if people want to get a hold of you, they can find you on my website, aaofla.com is yours, and give them the telephone number. Very simple. You can reach me at 985-781-7811. Sounds good, my friend. We'll see you next week. All right, Don. We'll talk to you then. All right, stay dry. When we come back after this, it's time for our paddlers report. Boy, Paddle Palooza took a beating last week. Some of the fishermen did. Got caught up in some of those storms. We'll try to figure out who the winner was of that one. we got Eric Mohabarak to tell us about going fishing from a kayak right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
And it's time for our paddler's report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in the mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, and Baton Rouge with the best fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can check out their website at MasseyOutfitters.com or check them out on Facebook. And Captain Eric Mohabarak joins us now. And Eric, if we go back one week from today, uh, this was about the time where some of those really bad storms were moving in on Highway 1, and a lot of participants in Paddlepalooza were uh, kind of a little bit concerned and worried. Uh, There was some equipment loss. Uh, Fortunately, no one was hurt. But looking back at it, you know, I know it's a tough call to make, but you know, you, people, you know, invest their time and they, they plan on going out there and making it. So they want to get it in every every second of it they can and kind of wait till the last minute. But, you know, looking back at it, maybe a decision to delay it or shorten the way in or something might have been better. But, you know, I sympathize with a tournament director who's faced with that situation. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's a tough call. You got 250 people, you know, in, in that tournament. And, you know, they got hotel rooms and then groceries and have money spent and everything it's a hard it's a hard thing to call you know but you know do the boat tournaments cancel no you know like the ifas and stuff like that they, they don't cancel they they run you know unless there's a there's literally a hurricane now i don't think anyone expected that that storm front to be that bad coming through um there was some decisions made on the participants part that could have been different maybe you know um yeah, I know yeah. a few of the older guys that got out of the way, uh, um, and you know some people ran into some. Stuff. I mean, I know one of the experienced guys who, who got turned over too, but he had no control over it, and uh, he was on the way back into the launch. He was, you know, within sight of the launch, less than five minutes away, and uh, a uh, water spout started to form over him and flung him out the kayak. And there's pretty much nothing you can do when when it, when it comes in that fast like that. You know, um, but that, the main part is, is everybody was safe. Nobody got hurt. And, uh, you know, equipment can be replaced. That's that's the main thing. But um, it, w- it was a good tournament and, like, had a good turnout and everything. You know, so um, as far as I, I chose myself, I had a charter that day. I canceled, and uh, I, I stayed dry. <laughs> and I rescheduled. Yeah. So that, that's what I did that day. Well, we want to congratulate Devin Belts. Uh, he won first place. He got just over 10 pounds with the slam, and it was good to hear. I heard from some other participants yeah. that the flounders were showing up and were better than expected, and that's some really good news to, to hear that the flounders may be on the way back. Uh, where have you been yeah. fishing this week? What can you tell us? I've been um, in, in, actually I fished in Myrtle Grove the last two days, Thursday and Friday, and, uh, you know, the, the, of course, you know, the storms, as you've seen it, we've been, we've been jumping out and getting it in, in quick. Uh, the fish have been nibbling. I've been fishing that northeastern side, like closer to the levee. Um, and um, it, it's just that for some reason the fish have been biting. And, and it's, not a, it's not an early morning bite. It's like right at about 8, 8 o'clock in the morning the fish have been biting. And the topwater bite has been really good, too. You know, I had a client the last few days, and he limited out both days. And, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to get out and get in and, and uh, make the trip happen. So uh, he, he had an excellent time. He said he's coming back, too, so that's always a good thing. You know, and uh, what we've been using is uh, the, the, the top dogs and the she dogs. You know, the mm-hmm. black and green is, is the favorite color. Oh, I love them. For that, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, that's a good one. You I know? like that blue and um, but, chrome. And, and then the bone color, there's so many of those colors that are really good. It's just a great bite yeah. when they blow up on it. Yeah. 
You know, I think, too, sometimes I don't think so much as the color, but I think it's the 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 what the fish sees, like a, a perception thing of it, you know. I think mm. that, like, the blacks and stuff like that, like, if if you look, if you ever get in a pool and throw, throw, it a, throw a lure in and look at it up at the top, and you just see a, the outline of it, uh, of the lure. You don't actually see the color. So, And I think the noise has something to do with it more than color. Um, but, uh, you know, I could be wrong on that. <laughs> but that's just my own personal opinion. <laughs> well, if we have a completely understand fish mentality, uh, you know, we'll be in trouble. Uh, Massey yeah. says a demo day planned at 10 o'clock this morning. It looks like it's going to go off, you think? Yeah, I think the weather's going to let it happen. If the, if the weather lets it happen, that's at the Deutsches House right there in Bayou St. John, too. Um, yeah, hopefully that goes off. And I'll have all the brands of kayaks, you know, Hobie, Jackson, uh, I think, I forget the other name they got. Uh, but they'll have them all right there. And it's, it's free to the public. Just come out and sign the waiver, put on a life vest. Go out and try any kayak you want. You know, I'll have kayaks from... $4,000 down to $500 to try. So I suggest on getting out there and trying them all. All right. That's at Bayou St. John in New Orleans, uh, right out there yeah. close to City Park in, in New Orleans. Uh, Eric, what are you doing today? Taking a break? Uh, today, doing some maintenance? Yeah, or are you fishing? I'm, 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 I'm going to stay at home, I think, uh, with the king and uh, see what he's doing and and uh, <laughs> just, just kind of relax. I'm going to barbecue today, actually. Uh, you know, I've been out of pretty hard go. the last couple of days, so. That's kind of my plans, just to relax for, for a day or two. <laughs> we all need that on occasion. Thanks for our report, yeah. Eric. We always appreciate it, my friend. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, Don. Y'all have a great time. Take care. Eric Mahabarak, you can find him. He's with the Louisiana Kayak Company, and uh, you can find him on my website. He's one of our field reporters. If you'd like to get some information about purchasing a kayak or if you want to book a trip with him. All right, coming back after this. It's bad boy time. We had a crabber, got a little bit uh, crabby himself. He's from Patterson, Louisiana. We'll tell you his story coming back after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Throughout the program, we take text messages at 870-870. Sorry, we can't take videos or pictures with it, but you can certainly tell us who you are, where you are, what you got going on, and here's some comments with regard to the $15 baiting permit that Alabama is now selling. Uh, someone says baiting with a $15 permit they will do what will they do to steal your money <clears throat> i don't know if you would take it that way i mean 15 dollars in the scheme of deer hunting that's uh, p- pretty much nothing and when they do these permits it's more of a i don't know if it's so much of a money maker although it's going to put a lot of money into their coffers uh, i think it helps them keep track of how many people are, are doing it and you know when you implement something new like that i think it's important to keep the statistics up so that's probably their angle on it but certainly it's going to put some more money into the to the pile there here's one that says uh, louisiana needs a smaller bag limit and a larger minimum size for speckled trout it's not about tourism it's about conservation besides most people want to ride the bull just my opinion uh yeah and your opinions are welcomed um you know looking at the poll that we did and we did this poll for a month asking people if changes needed to be made in the speckled trout regulation what would you like to see or how would you like to see it done Overwhelming majority, 70% said that they would be satisfied with reducing our 25 fish per day limit to between 10 and 15. 17% were for an increase from the minimum size to a larger size. Only 4% were in favor of a slot, which is what Alabama has done. 4% in favor of opening and closing seasons. 
4% said no change under any circumstances. 0% wanted to limit the number of licenses, and another 0% said less than 10. So Alabama has gone to 6. Uh, it would not make people in Louisiana, at least the people responding to our poll, happy if we went less than 10. Because that would be a big drop from 25 to less than 10. But that's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, the State Department is uh, reassessing the stock of speckled trout Came out with a preliminary draft, but uh, said that within uh, last I heard, it may take more months to figure out where we are, get a precise, accurate count of the inventory of speckled trout, and then, if changes are necessary, offer some options to the public. All right, we come back after this. It's bad boy time. Got a guy who's a little crabby, crabber from Patterson. We'll tell you his story right after this time out for our local stations to identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. A Patterson, Louisiana man, John McCloy Jr., has pled guilty to crabbing violations in 16th Judicial District in St. Mary Parish. But it took him a while to make that choice. As on August 29th of 2018, in St. Mary Parish, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Division agents cited McCloy for destroying legal crab traps, theft of crabs, selling to consumers, without a fresh products license, and failing to complete a trip ticket. Pleading guilty on April 24th and sentenced by the Honorable Suzanne DeMahi to pay a $900 fine and having his commercial license revoked for two years is 73-year-old John McCloy, Jr. of Patterson, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. All right, so taking a look at our current uh, poll question, uh, this month we've been talking about turkeys and the, the regulations in Louisiana asking you this question based on what you and your fellow turkey hunters have seen with regard to the current wild turkey population in your area where you hunt. Do you think the Louisiana season dates and regulations are too restrictive, not restrictive enough, or perfect? And right now, and we've had this up for just about two weeks now, and another two weeks to go, we'll close this out on the 30th of uh, April, uh, 100% say it's too restrictive, that the season is too short, bag limit is too short, or the season dates are not where you would like to see them. 0% said that they're not restrictive enough. 0% thinks that they are perfect. Well, who is or what is perfect? But anyway, that's uh, cast your vote. Go to my webpage, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. we got recipes. we got photographs. we got uh, a radio photo this week that will tell you how to get your free booklet, How to Hunt and Fish and Still Stay Married. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's a really well-written little book by John Wyler, and he's making it free to our listeners. And the email address is right there to where you can get it. So... Don't delay because they're only uh, there while they last. All right, we'll be right back after this. We'll try to catch up with Ryan Lambert, find out what he's got going on down in Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana, at the Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge. Right after this time out, you're listening to Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the plastic man, as we call him, Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures, joins us now to talk about Plaquemines Parish fishing. Captain Ryan, what's been going on down there besides some pretty rough weather the last few hours? <laughs> I tell you what. It's been a rough week. I mean, it's been just unbelievable. The wind and the rain and the, the you know, the, the river is super high right now. I mean, it, it came up so high. They had to open the bonnet carry for the second time 
They were supposed to open it Tuesday, but they opened it yesterday. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a tough week. <laughs> it's it's hard to launch a boat. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I can only imagine know, what that launch behind the, the the camp is there. It's it's. Can high, you even I get think. in there right now? Um, we happen to go with the big trucks. <laughs> the regular yeah, pickups yeah. like mine won't get in there, but they got a couple of guys with the with the big trucks, so we uh, launch them with those just so we could get over there and get on the other side. Uh, the west side has been tough because, you know, as you know, there's no land there. So it's, if it blows like it's been blowing, it gets dirty. So it's been it's been pretty a pretty tough week. You know, we've been depending on on redfish. And I, I went one day and, you know, I got, I got it handed to me. I had a tough time catching a bunch of fish. So I don't know. I've, I've seen more flounder this year than I've seen last year already. So maybe they're coming back. But the shrimp are doing well. They're starting to come in. The boys are starting to catch shrimp. So that might be a good thing. Might bring some more fish in here because when they come in, they come with them. Yeah, uh, that, uh, you know, that's one of the keys for this time of the year is when those shrimp show up, that's when the speckled trout usually are not far behind. But, boy, I just don't know with all this fresh water. That river is really up there. I wonder why they're not talking about or Maybe they are talking about opening up Morganza to relieve some of that pressure. Well, you know, they came real close last time, and, and that's the last thing they want to do because, you know, there's farms in there, and there's, there's a lot, a lot of people yeah, in there. Yeah, so. camps, yeah. yeah. Well, so, I don't know. know if there's a lot, but there's, there's some in there that certainly, you know, would be devastated with the opening of it, or maybe a, a, a gradual opening, not a full-blown opening like they, they did a few years ago, you know. Well, they weren't expecting the river to jump six inches the night before last. I mean, but there's so much water up north. I mean, there's floods everywhere. There's there's rain in, in Mississippi and Ohio Valley. I mean, it's coming out of them. There's nowhere to put it. So uh, Yeah, and it started through. last fall, and it's, it hadn't quit. It just keeps on coming. Well, I guess I'm we'll be complaining for. about a drought before long, huh? <laughs> oh, we're not complaining. This it just is what it is. It's Mother Nature, and when you depend on your living in in outdoors, you just roll with it. I mean, that's just the way it is. The the yeah. aquatic vegetation is growing up, and plenty, plenty of it, which is really good because it's going to start giving me spots where the water is filtered out and real clear. Because once that the, the river water goes through aquatic vegetation, the backside of it or whatever the the lee side of it is going to be crystal clear. So I'll be able to start sight fishing, and as you know, that's that's how I make my living. You know, I'm, that's why you call me what you call me because <laughs> I don't I don't want to go out there with a shrimp and a cork. I want to sight fish. I want to I want to fish yeah. with with baits and and I'll be able to do that really good soon, no matter what the river. Because I don't think the river is going down until July. I mean, yeah. it's here to stay. <laughs> it, it, there's just so much water, you just can't can't get rid of that much water. And yeah. it's building you know, a lot of like people, crazy. A lot of people don't realize you you cut your fishing teeth on on bass fishing, freshwater fishing. Right, if somebody right. called you and they wanted you to take them bass, well, they got some great bass fishing down there. Would you do that? Would you go take a customer? Oh, bass sure, fish? sure. They got some close here. I could go catch some nice ones. You know, I just it's just people want saltwater fish, and and that's why you know I cut my teeth bass fishing. But the money's in the saltwater fish for guiding. You know, bass fishing is very difficult to guide on. You know, even Toledo and all that. It's a it's a difficult fish to catch compared right. to speckled trout, redfish. So you take people out and you might be able to catch them, but getting people on them so they can catch them is a different matter. So yeah. But you know, I still enjoy it from time to time. 
and uh, in fact, I've got the RV to go right now and, and get on some of them while this water's like it is. But I'm just waiting for the aquatic vegetation. But I can guarantee you one thing: when this river does go down, you're gonna have to go learn the water all over again because there's places that with channels that are completely closed off now. There's land where land wasn't before. <laughs> Everybody's gonna have to learn, and it's gonna be a hard time get get into a few of the bays. So. I mean, this could be a nine-month flood. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. So, it is you know, a word we haven't heard in a long time is saltwater wedge. You know, we used to talk about that all seven the time. Years. And hope for an early seven wedge. Years. Has it been seven years now? Huh? That's I, I, I what look, we're talking about actually, is. Go ahead. Actually, I looked on on my phone and and got a picture of the last time I had a great trip in the river it was December eighteenth of two thousand twelve. Wow. It was still emerald green water, caught a limited trout, caught some reds. I had a guy that was terminally ill his last trip. It was after duck hunting. He came to, to come see us one more time, and I took him out in the evening. We had 75 trout and about 10 reds, and the sun was going down in the river, and that was his last fishing trip. And that was December 18th, which was really, really far uh, into the year for the river to be green, and that's right. the last time. It got that pretty the way I could catch speckled trout in it down, you know, as far north as Beers. So it's been yeah. a while. I remember the yeah. days where some of the intakes, you know, were concerned that they were not going to be able to draw water out of the river because the salt water was in there. And That's right. We, That's haven't, exactly haven't, right. we haven't had to worry about that for a long time. Huh? And I don't, I don't think it's so much rain. I really think it's the, the whole system is, is filled with sediment to the north. All the locks and dams, they used to be 100 foot deep. Now they're 50 foot deep, so they can't retain water. And, and yeah. all the farmers started doing something called tiling, where they drain the, the, the potholes in their fields so they can have more area to plant. And what happens, they, they put a drain there, and then they make a little towel ditch, and it goes, and they all connect together. And so every time it rains or the snow melts, boom, the water all comes to the river, and it's just there's no way to retain water to the north. So if you can imagine what 1.3 million gallons a second, which is what's flowing through here now, that's 77 million basketballs a minute. It, I think know, someone it, said that would fill the Superdome in 30 seconds. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. It's, it's an incredible amount of water. So, you know, to me, I, I think we'll use more of it to get into the marsh and, uh, you know, help them grow this place. Uh, you know, as you know, the controversies between that yeah, and well, the commercials and all, but it's the only way we can live here. So I'll take, yeah. I'll well, take unless somebody comes up with a, somebody comes up with a way of getting the sediment in and leaving the fresh water out, but I don't know if that's possible. You know? <laughs> well, they can pump it, but it, it doesn't last. I mean, in order for it to last, it's got to do it every year and, you know, it's just the way it is. That's the way it was. But it's, uh, it's the way Louisiana's been for eons of time, and the fishing is the best here than anywhere in the world. So I'm all about it. Bring it on, and I uh, my you. speckled trout will come back you. as soon as it goes down a little bit. Well, tell people how to get a hold of you, Ron. They want to come down there and make one of those trips uh, for now, catching redfish. And when the trout gets on, need to book early. Tell them how to do or it. Or if you want to catch a bass, just bring it on. <laughs> just there go to Cajun go. Fishing, <laughs> CajunFishingAdventures.com and, or just call me on my cell at 504-559-5111. All right. We'll see you next week. Take care, buddy. All right, my friend. We'll see you, buddy. There he goes, Captain Ryan Lambert. All right, coming back after this, got a few more texts. we got time to read. Send us one, 870-870, and we'll wrap it up and tell you what's coming up on More Outdoors. Got some special guests going to be joining us right after this.
Uh, we're getting uh, some more reactions to the $15 baiting fee that uh, Alabama has now instituted to allow legal baiting for deer and feral hogs. And uh, we have a listener. This is not from Alabama, but this is from Louisiana. says, I would gladly pay a $100 baiting fee to be able to feed for ducks since we can't grow corn or other crops at all. The marsh down here would help us uh, being able to kill a bag limit. Well, you know, I don't think you'll ever see that happen, uh, but stranger things have happened. Uh, by the way, I was talking about uh, not being able to draw ducks and feeding birds. Uh, Josh Goins of the Flyway Federation, we had a very interesting show with him immediately following the duck season about what that organization is doing to try to point out that the migration pattern in the United States has, has been altered. It's been changed, and a lot of it is due to um, actually uh, flooding uh, standing cornfields in certain areas. Well, Josh is going to be back with us next Saturday morning uh, at 7 o'clock. He'll be first up on More Outdoors and going to tell us about what the organization has found recently. Uh, they've done some more research. They've got some more statistics, and they're also going to be setting up some town hall meetings all across Louisiana, and we'll be passing that information along to you. Also got this one in, says, aren't the folks in Alabama worried about CWD, chronic wasting disease in deer with baiting deer? I'm sure that came up in their discussions. Uh, chronic wasting disease uh, a lot of times is blamed on uh, too many deer in living and feeding in close proximity to one another. I don't think that's a concern unless it's in an area where there's just no hunting going on and it's just an overpopulation of deer to where you got that many in that close proximity. My experience with watching deer approaching bait and corn yeah, sometimes they'll they'll stay there and, and, and dine for a while. But for the most part, they move in, they just eat for a couple of minutes, pick a little bit, and then they move on again. Deer are browsers by nature. They don't really go to troughs and feed like a horse or cattle do. Uh, in some cases, they probably do. But I, I guess it was addressed, and evidently it wasn't enough of a concern because Alabama, like Louisiana, has yet to have uh, chronic wasting disease uh, identified in their state. Uh, unfortunately, the state between us, Mississippi, where this text came from, they have had some uh, isolated instances of chronic wasting disease, and every state has got their fingers crossed to keep it out. All right, I have this one uh, from the Lafayette area. Matt, my husband, loves our new gnat repellent. Well, you didn't tell me what it is. You've got to share it with the audience. Are you talking about the Amber Romance that I use or some other one? We'd love to be able to pass that along to our audience. All right, don't forget, get that copy of How to Fish and Hunt and Still Have a Happy Marriage. I highly recommend it. Uh, look on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Go to the radio photo. You're going to see John Wyler's email. Just request it. Give him your name and address. Tell him you're a listener to this show. He'll send you one of those books absolutely free. All right, coming up on More Outdoors, if you're going to be with us, you can find out how to listen to it on my website if you want to listen to it live streaming we got a couple of rodeo directors for some fishing rodeos coming to louisiana and we're also going to talk about national safe boating week and a big campaign and appearance that's going on in new orleans with the u.s coast guard and some other players next weekend so we'll be talking about that and we'll see you next week right here on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 